Vegas Fever Podcast. Jason and Paula here with you, and we're doing an episode a week after our last one, which is great. Yeah. That's progress, right? Yes. Usually it's a couple weeks, and then we've got to be like, sorry, you know, we've been busy, kids, this and that. Well, I didn't but even think it was going to happen tonight, but um, it... Late night edition of the <laughs> VFP, VPF, what is it? Vegas Fever? V. FP late night with the VFP people. That's right. That sounds not good. Anyway, it would have sounded better if I didn't stutter twenty five thousand times. But anywho,ser here we go. Had a couple of Golden Knights games this week. Um, I felt like the Golden Knights' performance was not great. Uh, two games in South Florida, so they took on the. Panthers, and that was last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, that will forever be known as probably the the shitty ice game because oh, the yeah. ice. Uh, so, Pacioretty, I, I don't know if it was the first or second intermission. I think it was the first. Made a comment, and then um, Shea Theodore, among others, made made comments after the game. Uh, it, it also occurs to me that two teams played on the ice. And one of them won. Right. And it wasn't Vegas. Now, it was two to one, really, if you really think about it, because they scored two empty net goals to make it four to one. So it was a lot closer than it was. Um, but with Vegas not coming out on top. Okay. Well, in all fairness, have you ever heard them use the ice as an excuse before, other than at the outside game? That had to be Pope postponed. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but I don't recall. So I, maybe I don't there recall. was genuinely an ice problem. Now, Vegas scored a goal. and, and Or is it a big excuse? Excuse me. I don't know. I really didn't... You know, I really didn't care for their performance as a whole. But, I mean, the puck was just jumping everywhere. It, it was, it was kind of hard to gauge... Um... The, the Panthers are one of the best teams in the league and they're definitely a playoff team and they could be a Stanley Cup final team. So it kind of frustrated me that, you you know, we're not really able to gauge their performance, you know, normally as a whole because of, of, of the ice issue. You know what I mean? It, it's kind of like, well, you know, this could have been a Stanley Cup preview, but... The ice was bad. You know what okay, I mean? It's kind of frustrating. If the ice was bad, why didn't the coach say something? It's not so bad that you can't play on it. It's just Vegas couldn't play on it, apparently. Right. I, I mean, and, kind of, I kind know, of tend to think that, you know, it was just kind of a shitty game. Both yeah. teams played on it. and I mean, people skate on ice that's on lakes and ponds. And I mean... Yeah, it's true. It sounded a little... Um, pressy. <laughs> so, because Brassois played the back-to-back in Carolina, and we we went over that game last time. Um, it was Leonard's start, and Leonard was good. I mean, the empty net goals aren't his problem. He's not in the he's, <laughs> he's not in the net, you know. So the empty net goals are not his issue. But I thought he was good. He had to, you know, he's he's really had to be very good because 
you know, at times this team is, is they're not crafty offensively. We'll call it, well, you know, they're just kind of, um, they have, you know, they have the VGK syndrome in the second period oh, God. or third, mainly second. Basically they start off really well and uh, not really sure what happens. Right, after we the talk first, about like, this over and over 10, and over 15 again. minutes. It's like, it's like, <laughs> word diarrhea it's just over and over and over again um then they then they took on tampa um and that was saturday night um they ended up winning in a shootout my opinion full disclosure is that vegas didn't deserve shit they didn't deserve to win they didn't deserve a point they deserve to absolutely lose they were up to nothing and they flat out i do not care I don't give a damn what people say they stop playing. Yeah. I will not. I will. I mean, I can go to the grave and you can put it on my damn headstone. They stop playing. And this goes back to the point that we just made about them not playing. So to, up to nothing. And you think about it, they had at least five odd man rushes in the third period. So five, two, three on ones at least. And they end up with nothing. It's like, Vegas has always been one of the best transition teams in hockey. When they get going that two on two to three on one, they usually end up getting something better than what they did. And they got nothing. And they also had one shot, one measly pathetic shot in the third period. Okay. So they end up going to overtime. Nothing happened. Shootout. It goes seven rounds. And Mark Stone scores the winner. Yes. And Mark Stone is Please. shooting seventh. Tells you something about Mark Stone in the shootout is that Mark Stone isn't very good in shootouts. And he was very happy. He was very overly excited. Very happy. There was expletives <clears throat> and he scored in a shootout. He was very happy and that's great. That Look, I'm glad that Vegas won. Don't get me wrong. I'm always happy when the Golden Knights win. It doesn't, it, it never feels, it never feels yucky. It just, uh, to me, I didn't feel that they deserved anything. And that win put them back on top of the Pacific Division standings. Um, I'm not really sure where we stand now, but Anaheim was right behind them. I'm sure Anaheim's jumped them because Vegas hasn't played in three days. They're not uh, playing again for a while. They're playing tonight. Oh, tonight. Tonight and is then the, after that tonight is, is yeah. Okay. So after tonight, um, they won't play for just about a week. Uh, the, t- tonight is the welcome back Alex Tuck game. Uh, they're playing Buffalo. In a short little while here, and you know there's going to be a tribute to Tuck, and uh, probably not much to Peyton Krebs. He was in the deal as well. He barely, <laughs> barely played. But um, Tuck is doing some really good things in Buffalo, and you know we all know he's from that area, and it's pretty much home to him. And he was he was uh, you know kind of caught on camera saying that. You know, he learned how to be a professional from Marc-Andre Fleury uh, since he spent, you know, a number of years with with Flower. He was able mm-hmm. to learn how much of a professional you can be. And I think that, honestly, Tuck can be, um, you know, and a lot of people are calling for this, Buffalo's captain, because Buffalo's captain was Jack Eichel. So, you know, Vegas collects captains. We all know that. And so they're looking for one, and I think Alex Tuck could be that guy. But that's probably down the road. We'll see a video tribute, I'm sure. He deserves that. Um, He's a good 
good, solid player. Yeah, I, I was sad to see him go. I mean, I he's a solid guy. He's very, very fast, and he's very, very, very cra- fast, and he's big. He's big, and he's crafty, <clears throat> and he's fast. The only thing I remember this guy for is missing the goal in the game two of the Stanley Cup final. That's that's that. I mean, honestly, when I think of really? Alex Tuck, that's the that's only what thing. I think. Well, that's what I think of first, uh, honestly <laughs> and truly. That's what I think of first. I think of a you know a lot of other things. He scored a lot of key goals and a lot of key moments. And he was very good for Vegas. But man, oh man, if he puts that in the net, it's probably, I mean, Vegas is up to zip. You know, most likely. And who knows from there, right? But that's that's a demons that haunt you when you come that close to winning a Stanley Cup as a fan base in, in year one. And now here are the expectations. But good for, you know, good for Tucky and, uh, you know, Krebbies or whatever they call them, you know, these hockey people and their names. Um, so that'll probably be the only game that we really recap next week. Okay. Um, but there's some other stuff really, really interesting. Some of the, you know, a lot of this you don't really know about because I try not to tell you yeah, we so really that don't we can talk too much. Well, so we'll have something to talk about here, right? You know, um, so 2022 uh, NHL All-Star Game is next weekend. Yeah. Or this upcoming weekend, I guess I should say. Um, of course, it's in Vegas. And there are some new competitions, some old competitions. Um, what they're doing is the 2022 NHL All-Star Skills competition will feature two events that will take place outside the Strip. This one's called the Fountain Face-Off. It will take place on top of the Bellagio fountains. It will take place on the lake where the mm-hmm. fountains go off. So they're going to build a rink and they're going to put it on the bay of the Bellagio. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, they're going to do fastest skater. Uh, they're going to do safe streak, hardest shot, breakaway challenge, and accuracy shooting. The fountain face-off is one of the in- intriguing new events. Um, and like I said, will be played on the Bellagio Fountains. Participants are going to travel via boat out to the rink and will have to shoot pucks into five targets in the least amount of times. Eight players complete compete in the event. There will be a qualifying round and then a head-to-head final. The, the player that successfully shoots their pucks into the targets in the fastest time win the event. Okay. I haven't even gotten to the most ridiculous but part of this. I'm going to go off they, are, when I go to this next Are part. they going to – what if a guy falls in the fountain? No. no I mean, Is there going to be like imagine, a I, I would imagine there's probably going to be – A barricade? Well, and and like a, a perimeter around the outside of the rink to make sure a that barricade. it's – A barricade. Well, I mean, but you can have a barricade, but it's got to be like – you know, it's got to be, you know, a barricade, then you have to have a white-ass barricade. I haven't even that gotten – very profound. Yes. So, look, if they fall in the fountain, you know, if they fall in the, oh, well, people do that on the strip every day, okay, on purpose, they'll be fine. The league will shut down a portion of Las Vegas Boulevard and hang a, oh, man, I'm going to lose it. Okay, and hang a full deck of oversized cards, oversized (laughs) huge fucking cards. On a rack. 
<laughs> to give this event some unique Vegas flair. Because if you've seen the uniforms, the uniforms are shit. The uniforms are so boring. So they had to come with this. The Vegas all-star uniform should be really glitzy, really glamoury. Like that old man from Ocean's Eleven glamoury. Like just like just like Vegas, just, just like puke on Vegas puke on the shirt, right? And they didn't do that. They're very boring. Red and blue, yuck. Oversized cards placed on a rack to give this event some Vegas flair. The 20, it's called 21. Players, trying to keep calm here, will have to shoot at the cards in order to come up with a total of 21. They have to take the puck and shoot it at the cards Mm -hmm. without getting a bust. In the least amount of shots. In the middle of the strip on the street? Yes. They're shutting down a portion of Las Vegas Boulevard and hanging a full deck of oversized cards. This is really hard to film for TV. Imagine if you're like hanging out like of a hotel room and you get a puck shot like right past your face because these guys, you know what I mean? They're just just cranking and shooting, right? I'm saying they're going to have to film on the strip at the Bellagio and at T-Mobile. Well, T-Mobile, well, the game, so it's a weekend. So you have stuff uh, Friday, Saturday, and then the game is Sunday. The all-star game is Sunday. Okay. That's separate. So, I mean, this stuff, this Friday, Saturday stuff is going to you know, be going on prior. That's odd. So whoever can get 21 in the least amount of shots, mm-hmm. uh, a fun twist on blackjack, there will be five players total completing in a maximum of six rounds. Okay. Excuse me. So let's see. The first player to win two rounds will be declared the winner. A round will be won by the player that has the highest hand or the first to come up with 21. The player right. that wins I mean, two rounds will be d- dubbed the puck shark. Okay. Uh, fastest skater, eight players attempting record time. Um, there's the events there. Safe streak, obviously, Flurry won that a few years ago. Let's see. Hardest shot, breakaway challenge, accuracy shooting. Um, so, yeah, there's a picture of it right there. You want to look at that? It's a picture of what we're looking at right there. So you got the guy he's sitting on a little, you know, mat here, and he's got to shoot at the. It'd be funny if it was really windy. Hey, don't put it past Vegas. Vegas, it's extremely windy in Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. that's that's the All Star uh, festivities coming up this weekend. Um, of course, Alex Petrangelo and Mark Stone and and Pete DeBoer will be there. Um, if anybody gets hurt, who knows? You know, some other some other Golden Knights might end up there. Um, this will wrap up our hockey segment here with mm-hmm. um, some signings that the Golden Knights made. Um, and it was hard for me to keep this from you because, I mean, this you know this kind of opens up a whole can of of other things. So, three players the Golden Knights signed: yeah, Braden McNabb, mm-hmm. three years, uh, three years; Michael Amadio, two years; and Logan Thompson, three years. Okay. So, obviously, McNabb gets the biggest one. I believe his is like 2.8 million a year for three wow. years. Um, and then the other guys I think are getting minimums <laughs> like 750, 775, whatever that is. Interesting to note that Braden McNabb didn't have a contract after this year. Mm-hmm. So the word word on the street was, is that, you know, maybe they move McNabb as a part of this, we have to move people because this is, this is, this is what Vegas does mm-hmm. every year. Uh, we move people, we, we, we bite off more than what we can chew and then we have to throw up somewhere. Right. So 
I don't buy for one minute that just because they signed him doesn't mean they can't trade him. That's odd. It It is, but if you think about it, he has a three-year contract now, right? So a team that takes him gets him for three years. As opposed to you trade McNabb at the deadline and he's a rental. You have to sign him wherever he goes. He goes to Edmonton, Carolina. You've got to sign him. Now he's got the guarantee. Here you go. Look, Braden McNabb, one of our best defensemen, hard-hitting, hard-working. Here he, you go. Take him off our hands so we can have Jackie Eichel for free. Not for free, but, you know, so we don't owe people money. He made a really nice statement about being glad to stay in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the plan, I sure as hell hope they told him that, but I doubt it, and that would be <clears throat> that would be wow. You can't really put it past this organization. No. And that's what I'm saying. How can you trust that just because you signed a contract means you're going to fulfill, fulfill it? You can't. It's impossible. Um, so it looks like McNabbs goes through the 2024-25 season, $2.85 million a year. Amadio goes to the 24 season at the end of that with $762,000. Uh, and Logan Thompson goes until the end of the 2025 season with $766,000 as well. We got a cat, and uh, the cat is driving us nuts. It, well, me nuts. It's 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 the first cat, and she's fine. She's uh, update: she's fine. Cats are curious, and they she's on my vanity. Cats are okay. something else. Um, so I don't think. Let's see. So NHL All Star. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Vegas signs those players. Oh, Evander Kane back in the yeah, league with Edmonton. Ridiculous. Uh, you sound thrilled. He shouldn't be, but you know. And they, they love him in Edmonton. He's just such a great teammate. W watch what happens when they come to Vegas. What are you going to have to do with this guy? Because he can't control himself. Well, we don't have Ryan Reeves here to defend VGK honor. Colasar. So, right. Mr. Keegan, Keegan Colasar. Uh, step up, but he's like that. I don't I don't know. He's just not the same. So. Oh, I know, but we'll move on. Um, I think Colasar can um can handle the load because he's uh He's a feisty one, you know. He just wants to just he, he just wants you hard. Well, he he got into a fight one game like a few weeks ago, and like it, it wasn't really worth it, and he didn't really do much of it. You know what I mean? Just kind of like, hey, 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 you want to go? And then like nothing, you know. Like, that's kind of his mo. Um, the Arizona Coyotes are not going to have a place to play after this season, but there is a chance that they end up playing at a new arena. That the uh, Arizona State. Why are we talking about that? Well, part? well, because I'm I'm getting to it. Okay. How, how many fans do you think? You know they're not. You know Arizona's not really a good team. How many fans do you think pile into the Gila River Arena or whatever it's called? That's what it's know. called. Well, I can tell you that most of them are VGK fans. I can tell you that. So this new arena that Arizona State is building is 5,000 seats. And usually an NHL arena is supposed to be like 16 to 20. So they're going to get kicked out of their building by the city, county, whatever. And they need a place to go. 
my thinking is, why don't you just have them play in Vegas? Two professional hockey teams? Temporarily. Right? Like, I mean, yeah. you're opening the Dollar Loan Center. I mean, it's it, it's it's obviously the Henderson Silver Knights place. That place has more seats than this. This has 60-something hundred. This doesn't need to hockey teams. It's not that you're not moving them there permanently. You're having them play there until they build an arena. No, no, it's a thinking. You know, you know, it's a thought. You have ice in Vegas. Right. You could work it. It's not ideal for for Arizona, but it's not even the same state. I mean, it's not Vegas's problem. You know, I understand that. I I know that. What I'm saying is, is that this doesn't seem like a great solution, and it's a shame because it's a it's a hockey team that needs a home, and they're going to get one. They're probably going to get one built or move, and I really think that they're going to move. But everyone's really trying to make it work, and in order to make it work, they really need a bridge. And I'm not really sure that this 5,000 seat arena at ASU, and I think it's for the hockey. I believe it's for the Arizona State hockey team. I, I could. Be, I, it's some kind of facility for some kind of af, athletic sport. I'm just not sure it's really a good idea. Also, if you think about it, players get revenue and owners get revenue based off of uh, seats that they sell tickets. And this is not selling shit. I bet you 5,000 seats, 4,500 will be Vegas fans. Okay, well, how many seats were they selling prior the attendance wasn't great okay, but so. it was probably more than five thousand. honestly you probably get five thousand vegas fans at least why don't you write the mayor um this is just this is just we're a small time pod okay we're throwing ideas out there okay that's it i'm just thinking there's sheets of ice in vegas that have more that hold more and it's only for four and a half hours. So help a brother out, right? Like, like that's what I'm saying. That's very generous. That's what I'm saying. Also, if you think about it, there is an arena in uh, Tucson, which is a couple hours from there, where Arizona University of Arizona plays. There's other places in, in the Phoenix area. Um, it's clear that the area doesn't want them. <laughs> um, nice. I, I mean, but that's true. They were told by the city... To get out. And here's the pickle that they're in. I feel for them and I hope they find a home. Let's talk about. <laughs> I, I mean, that's very well said. Very well said. <laughs> Heartfelt. Uh, let's talk about something interesting that I saw. Um, Got to give the UNLV Lady Rebels a shout out. First place after beating New Mexico. Um, and they also beat Air Force as well. 17 and four and nine and one in conference. Um, Lindy LaRoque, LaRoque is their coach. Uh, I believe she went to high school in Vegas. She came from Stanford to be as an assistant. And I think she's doing really, really well. This is only her second year, I believe. She's doing some really good things. So the so the Lady Rebels won the regular season conference uh, championship in 2018. But before that, they hadn't won one since the 90s. They haven't been to the NCAA tournament since 2002. I remember when they were in the NCAA tournament. Um, it's been 20 years. Um, one of their players, uh, her name is Essence Booker. 
named Mountain West Player of the Week. Bryce Hamilton was also named Mountain West Player of the Week. He's actually he was actually named um I believe the nation's player of the week for what he did against Colorado State. We'll get to that. But yeah. uh Lady Rebels doing some good things. And it's a real shame because you know of the mandate, it hurts the men's team, but it hurts the women's team more because they piggyback. It's unfortunate, but it's true that the women's team now this year they're doing better, but men's basketball and football always drives, you know, university athletic departments. And if it hurts them, it hurts women's basketball and sports like it more. And it's a real shame because a lot of people aren't going and the university is pushing to try and get butts and seats for this Reno game. UNLV is playing UNLV men's basketball plays Reno tonight at the Thomas and Mac. And Raisin Canes has given away free stuff. The university's given away free stuff. They are trying to get the students in the seats that the rebellion, the student section at UNLV has not been alive and well for years. It was started when, when Dave Rice came in, or maybe it was the end of the long Kruger era. I'm not really sure. And, you know, they were always so loud when the Mac was full and you don't have that. And I think the mandate, you know, the, the vaccine mandate, I should say, is really hurting UNLV. So, you know, want to give that shout out to UNLV women's basketball for sure. Um, definitely got to talk about Bryce Hamilton, who had one of those efforts that you only see once every 20 to 25 years. Um he was obviously named Mountain West Player of the Week. He's obviously, you know, I believe National Player of the Week. Averaged 32 points in two games. Uh, shot over 50% from the field. Hit 11 of 22 from threes. Uh, 11 of 22 from three, I should say. 45 points um, against Colorado State. Seven threes. Ninth highest single game scoring performance in program history. And the first time a UNLV player scored more than 40 since Trevor Diggs, and I was at that game, 49 points in 2001. Um, also had 23 points in UNLV's loss against San Diego State. The bottom line is, is that, you know, for, for the last few years, this is kind of the way the program is. Bryce Hamilton has kind of been the leader. He really didn't do that well last season. No, he didn't do well last season, but, I mean, nobody did. So UNLV has one, now won more games this year, or the same amount of games this year as they did all last year and there is still 10 games to play um that's an improvement colorado state had not lost at home all year colorado state was 16 and 1 colorado state was ranked and unlv came in there and beat them by 14 it's one of those things that i can't explain and i'm not actually gonna be i'm not confident that they can repeat these performances because it's it's been sketchy it's it's not consistent mm -hmm. Um, if UNLV beats, you know, you know, uh, Reno, um, I think that we're getting there. Obviously, Reno is down this year, you know, and I call them Reno. And I just want to say that, you know, people get pissed off that, you know, they're, you know, that they're Nevada. I'll tell you why they're Nevada, because they're the best team in Nevada right now. And that sucks for me to say because 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 unlv is also in nevada you nevada is not the only school in nevada 
Well, Nevada is not its name either. It's the University of Nevada at Reno. Like it's the University of Nevada at Las Vegas. So in a lot of people's mind, they should be called Reno. Look, you should be called what you are. And, you know, the, the fellas up north, okay, have been a better program. Football and basketball way too much for years. People are also jealous. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, I be, I bleed Rebel Red my whole life. Um, and I will for the rest of my life. But when you do when you do a podcast and you've had some coverage of a team and you and you've and you've written and you've watched and you've seen the heartache, you you absolutely have to call it what it is. Yeah, the kettle's black. Absolutely. Nevada is the best team. Reno is the best team in in Nevada right now. You know how you change that? You stop complaining and you win basketball games. That's how you that's how you change that. And you it's have a chance tonight. But for right now, if UNLV beats Reno, if they beat them twice, UNLV can be called for right now because it's bragging rights of the state for the year. If UNLV beats them twice. UNLV is the best basketball team. If UNLV wins the cannon, UNLV is the best football team. Now there's a Silver State series or whatever that they do that combines all the athletic events and 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 they combine it into a score and whoever has the highest score wins. UNLV usually wins that. But that doesn't mean shit to me. I'm sorry. Like winning basketball games, winning conference championships, going to the NCAA tournament, winning the cannon in football, that's what matters. I really do like what Kevin Kruger has done so far. You know, the team, you know, at 12 and 9, 4 and 4, um, doesn't sound like a lot, but it sounds like progress to me. And he's laying the foundation. He's going after kids and recruiting that can really help. I bet, I bet he's glad that he was able to keep uh, Bryce Hamilton. Yes. And Bryce called him up and said, Coach, I'm back because he was not going to come back. Mm-hmm. And. You know, when you when you bring a guy with experience, when you bring a guy in with experience, it can only help your ball club. So I think that you know, Kevin and company are doing a really, really good job. I'm really, really proud. Um, hopefully, they can take down um, Reno tonight. Uh, Golden Knights and Buffalo also tonight. Um, anything else? I don't think we missed anything, right? Um, hopefully, if everything goes well, we'll be making an appearance on the, it's called the New York Pangers yep. uh, podcast uh, next week. And you should hear something from us on that. I'll be tweeting that out. Uh, be sure to subscribe and, yes. you know, and give us some feedback. Um, tell us your thoughts and anything that you want to say about Vegas hockey, about UNLV, about Vegas sports, anything. Uh, And we'll talk to you guys again next week. So everybody uh, be safe and see you later.